0: Welcome back, listeners. We've been teasing you with it, and it seems like it's time to get the full reveal of the second Doomsday Special with a very special guest, St. Helen. Yeah. Howdy,
1: (laughs) y'all.
2: It's good to see you back. I'm Miss Silver. Uh, With me is St. Helen and um, Doc Spider. Um... And yeah, it's it's time for an update. Um, much has changed, um, and very little has.
0: It's only been a
2: month, <laughs> too. I think
1: not even. Oh geez, <laughs> yeah, that's that's honestly like it feels like it's been way more. Like we are on internet years. <laughs>
2: yeah, one year is uh, one month is a year in time <laughs> and so it is with our politics.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've 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 reached the time dilation part of accelerationism. Relativity applies to politics. Um.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know the
0: writers are just. I gotta hand it to them. You know what? They have managed to come up with the best ways in this, like you know, mid-season finale to really ratchet the tension up going into the end of the election arc. Yeah, it, it, it's impressive to me,
1: honestly. Like that, we're gonna cover this later in the show, but like the news that's been coming out, like every month, there's something new. You know, like right when you think things are cooling down, boom, Fed crackdown in Portland. Right when you think. Think things are slowing down again? Boom! Huge wildfires. You know, it's it's really interesting, and like the fact that they decided to, uh, well, you know, let's not get into spoilers. Um, we'll discuss that later <laughs> in the show,
0: <laughs> and I'll give them points for that they haven't pulled any bullshit Cylon reveals kind of thing. You know, like this is stuff that in retrospect was telegraphed.
1: They tried that with, like, the, like, oh, the Navy says that UFOs are real thing. But, like, that was, like, such a small plot point (laughs) that most people forgot
2: about it. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Okay, so, um,
0: let's see here. Yeah, we're Uh, gonna discuss the scenario. Yeah, we had... Yep, so, last time we had five... And again, this was inspired by the Intercepted podcast with uh, David Kilcullen talking about his three expected scenarios for November. And for those who uh, remember from last time, our five are Trump legitimately wins outright. It's okay, you can start laughing now. Um, <laughs> Biden wins outright, which, if polling holds true, could happen could quite legitimately yeah. happen he could like it, it's one of the likelier, solid landslide
1: it's one of the likelier things like trump is not a popular president
0: yeah yeah or we could have a repeat of 2016 where biden solidly wins the popular vote while trump wins a dubious electoral college win and everything goes straight to hell um well you know that's
1: that's probably the most likely scenario
0: Like, yeah. Um, that's the one that would also get state governments involved at that point. Yeah. Like that's when Gavin Newsom calls all able-bodied Californians to colors.
1: Yeah. God. Imagine a state draft. Has that ever happened before?
0: No. Oh my God. They didn't even do that during the Civil War. It was only like national drafts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't imagine that. That would be nuts. I wonder how I wonder how like the courts would see that. Um,
2: oh my god unfortunately our neither our governor nor our mayor is up to the task of calling people to the towers they're just not that inspiring. I, I, I mean like, some like could, yeah but. <laughs> or, <laughs> the is not the uh, though I could see I could see do something like I call all loyal Oregonians to the
1: conference. <laughs> I call all loyal Oregonians to volunteer at your local like homeless shelter. That's what they'll do. That's that's Kate Brown's solution. I call all all loyal Oregons to volunteer for the Democratic Party uh, vote roundup. You know, like... <laughs> you know. <laughs> if you vote for us harder... Yeah, that
0: would be key. Next <laughs> one. We're, we're, oh, yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> the next down. one, and this one is different from Biden winning outright, because the distinction here is Trump loses and goes quietly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Keeping in mind what we discussed last time as we concluded that if this happens it's going to be because someone in the Biden camp reached a deal with the Trump camp to sort of look the other way while he packs briefcases full of money and flees the country with his most favorite child who will probably be be Ivanka yeah no it's gonna be Ivanka for disgusting reasons um
1: well also I mean like Uh. Eric and Donnie I mean, like, any normal parent who isn't, like, creepy and incestual would also choose Ivanka.
0: So. Yeah. And, and, you know, (laughs) if the Biden camp reaches that, like, under-the-table deal that some historian finds in an archive 50 years from now or something, um, there's probably going to be...
2: VMF Information Act for government. Like, there's probably going
0: to be some kind of, like, nodding and winking of, you gotta leave a Trump (laughs) behind to throw to the wolves, so...
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Some poor bastard is not going to find his passport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Or they they're going to inter- they're going to like intercept Donnie J and they're going to be like, "Hey, dude, what are you doing?" And, like he'll 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 try to get out through just like JFK in New York. He'll be like, He'll be like in line to take like an economy class flight to like Canada, and and they'll be like, "Hey, what are you doing, buddy? Hey, Get picked. Whereas like uh, the big man and Ivanka are like fucking, they're like taking a private jet from an undisclosed location to like Libya.
0: I I don't know. Knowing Trump, I think he would go full out and just, like, hijack Air Force One and go straight to Moscow. I don't think he's that subtle.
1: (laughs) No, that's fair. That's a fair critique.
2: Um, And then, finally, there's the one that I guess we're all kind of worried about, which is Trump wins by Obvious Fraud. I don't mean just, like, the usual voter suppression shit. I mean, like, you know, 2004 Ohio shit. Or, um, you know, like, statistical anomalies. Ballot boxes being dumped in a random Philadelphia parking lot. Um,
0: things like that. Cemeteries yeah. <laughs> of Florida have risen from the grave, and they're voting for Donald Trump. <laughs>
1: yeah, or something weird yes. like miami getting, like, 25% turnout for no observable reason, you know? Like,
2: yeah, things that would just completely blow out any statistical verification model. Um, And they do keep track of this stuff for the most part. It is not that hard to prove fraud. Um,
0: Yeah, like this... And, and it's happened quite a bit in American election history. So, I mean, you know, see JFK 1960 for details um, for one of many examples.
2: <laughs> oh, yes.
0: The dead have risen at the command of Mayor Daly and they're all voting Democrat. Um,
1: <laughs> now that's my kind of politics.
0: <laughs> you know, if you're going to run for office and you have a solid command of necromancy, I would consider that a positive.
1: Yeah, honestly, like, when will we see our first necromancer president? Like, we came close with Dick Cheney, but that didn't that didn't fall through. So, I always thought he was more
0: a demonologist.
1: You know, like just because okay, just because that's his primary discipline does not mean that he is not a necromancer.
0: Fair, (laughs) but that's. I, I would like to point out, though, that the Trump obvious fraud one is also probably the best one for the left. Oh, absolutely. We want, like, that's that's a, that's a,
1: an election result that gets the whole of the liberals and centrists on our side in general, you know, in yeah. terms of just resisting a, like, fascistic takeover of the government,
2: which, or
1: less of a fascistic takeover of the government and more of just an expansion of policing powers by the federal government and, um, in general, a lack of any kind of legal recourse against uh, severe oppression.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, since this, um, episode, uh, since the last episode went live, um, it's going down, um, covered much the same territory. Um, they had four basic scenarios compared to, oh, no, five, um, but they, they split them up a little differently. Um. Trump landslide, Biden landslide, um, you know, electoral college and popular vote split, um, a Biden close win, and Trump close win. Um, You know, so the categories are a little different. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: And I don't think... um, We we can link that in the description. Uh, We don't need to go over the whole article. But it's... It's definitely seems like that there's a trend now of many different uh, media outlets and think tanks conducting this kind of, like, war game <laughs> where people figure out the forces arrayed on either side and courses of action.
2: Yeah. And, in fact, they talk about... Um, possibly running your own war games within your own community, within your own friend circles mm-hmm. um, and you know for your organizations and such. Um, which, you know, I would sign on to that and we briefly did consider doing one for your consumption um, but the problem we ran into is that, It would be so general as to be useless, Um, unless we added, you know, distinctly non-public specifics. Um, Yeah, it's this is this is between you and your friends. Do not report it. (laughs) So, like, think of Um, this as like uh, you
0: know some provisos for your wargaming.
2: One like one like small tip
1: from like me to just the general populace, just like. Don't, like, publicly snitch on yourself, you know? Like, in general. Yeah. Just yeah. don't, like... I mean, I, I will admit that I might have, like, publicly admitted to committing some minor crimes in the past. But that's not, like, what I'm talking about here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about doing illegal drugs.
0: <laughs> or you got arrested protesting a refinery well past the statute of limitations.
1: Yeah, not, not stuff like that. Don't worry about that kind of
0: thing.
2: <laughs> like, this is basically... It's possible to figure out what the state of play would be in a place like Portland, but um, there's no good way to disseminate that, unfortunately. Yeah which is what we're trying to get at. Um, and it would be much the same elsewhere. Um, but it is, it is sort of an important exercise because at some level you need to know if you need to cut and run. If that, if that's the first step in your plan to, you know, surviving the coming turmoil, um, then you need to know right now if cutting and running is your only option. Um, in some locales, that may be your only option. Um, I can't speak for your local conditions. Um, here, I don't really see that as necessary, but I've lived in places where my first instinct would be to run.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's always so. important to try to... Um... Try to assess your local resources as realistically as you can, and try to assess the enemy's resources and what kind of uh, actions that they would take, how you would respond to such actions, um, and try to make it a group effort. Um, of course, the more people involved, the uh, the better, honestly, you really want as many um, Differing perspectives, opinions, um, more data. Honestly, is always good. Um, this kind of thing is is kind of we're, we're speaking in kind of vague terms here, but what we want to do is just like really uh, let people know that things are going to go down in some way soon. There's
2: That's no fine.
1: there's no course of action in which the election results in things cooling off and going back to uh, normal, you know? It's not going to happen. It's too late. There was,
2: yeah. yeah, there was there was a slight possibility of that, but recent news, um, and you may or may not have already figured out what we're talking about here, has blown yeah. that up. But- um outside of a couple of very unlikely scenarios, I do not I don't see an outcome where, where the social pieces is restored. Even Trump
0: losing we're, and going quietly the, is still going to probably which is probably the most optimistic scenario we're going to be covering here is still probably going to lead to some kind of years of lead bordering on the troubles levels of political violence for a while yeah exactly we're
1: looking at a situation in which the best case scenario means uh malicious shooting people in the streets like and
0: and the federal government in a sustained war with large chunks of the population for an extended period
1: yeah we're looking at you know just a ton of wacos that kind of thing as like that's that's one of the best ones but like What we need to cover now is, like, the reasons why we believe this now. There's been a lot of changes since the last Doomsday special. And, like, the big one is that fucking, you know,
0: the notorious
1: RBG fucking died.
0: (laughs) That's, like, peak Um, sweep sweep shit there. On the part of the writers, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They are really, like...
1: Oh, man. Like, they just were like, hey, you know that thing we've been foreshadowing since the Obama administration? It happened right at the worst time. They've got just enough time to fucking push through a Supreme Court justice before the election. It's nuts. Like, just enough time. If if this happened in a month, they wouldn't have enough time.
0: Like... (laughs) And, oh and they've already God. like already shat the bed out the gate because Mitch McConnell came out and said, yeah, we're going to hold a floor vote on this guy after the whole thing he did with Merrick Garland and pull some like really weird bullshit about how uh, the Senate has never like not approved um, the like the Senate has never not approved a presidential Supreme Court nominee when they're a member of the same party since the 1880s, kind of weird ass, just fucking, what the hell is this devil's calculus you're using here, kind of shit that no shit lib is taking seriously.
1: Oh, absolutely, it's 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 ridiculous. Like even even the most like, uh, dead even those that are like most dedicated to the process are. Are calling bullshit on this on this absolutely ridiculous justification and I mean that's because we are at the point of political polarization where the two parties genuinely want a different way of doing things politically and like there's no real way around that
0: and and, and worth yeah. po-
2: I mean we can't <laughs> We can't really... They can't really live with each other.
0: And and it's worth pointing out, this has been a very asymmetric development. Like, the Democrats are, even when they've had opportunities to do onto the Republicans, they have held back in a way that the Republican Party has not since, like, 2010.
1: Yeah, a great example is... What happened last year in Oregon, where the um, where the Republicans in the Oregon legislature walked out to prevent a quorum on a series of environmental re- regulations, and the in a normal parliamentary process, what would happen is that the executive of the of the legislature like either some kind of like prime minister or vice president or president or governor would call the sergeant at arms and have them rounded up for a vote this is well within their powers this is the this is the process
0: for this, in case
1: that happens because that's a it, bad faith act on the It literally
0: happened in 2010 in Wisconsin so yeah this Where, isn't re- this isn't like out of nowhere this has happened fairly recently.
1: Yeah, this is this is the regular procedure for such an outrageous act. They the Republican legislators here <laughs> did things like leave the state and enter the custody of right-wing mal- militias. And the governor here did not okay, issue sure. warrants for them. Did not call the sergeant at arms. What she did was she caved entirely to their demands.
2: Yeah, which was to basically throw out...
1: Throw out cap and trade, throw out the, uh,
2: the fire regulations. Yeah, um, and throw out gun control, but which they should not have tried to chain that to the fucking climate bills. That was uh, that was their fuck. It, it
1: doesn't matter. If you've got a supermajority... You should be able to pass whatever you want if That's you're not a works. coward. <laughs> yeah.
0: Full stop. It's.
1: You've been given a mandate to pass your party's platform by the electorate. And if you refuse to do so when you are perfectly empowered, then you are either a coward or a traitor. Like. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, this I... is this is the kind of stuff that we have to deal with in uh democrat majority states yeah
2: i mean it's like you know i wanted part of the outcome they ultimately got to be perfectly honest but like you know this was this should not have
0: Especially yeah. caving Basically. in the face of threat of armed force—that's just poli-sci one hundred and one. You never do that if you are a competent government that cares about maintaining sovereignty.
1: Yeah, no, she ceded yeah. the monopoly of force to these militias who were uh, harboring fugitive lawmakers, and we see the results yeah. of we we directly see the result of that this year in a the wildfires that the new bill was supposed to prevent it was literally a forest there was literally forest management in that bill funds for forest management funds for firefighters funds to do controlled burns to prevent huge firefight i mean it's that was in there and then also the militias emboldened by their victory started seizing roads in the exurbs around Portland just this past month. They set up armed checkpoints where they would check people's IDs and decide whether or not to let them into an area.
2: And it's like, this is... This is what we. Um,
0: <laughs> and this has also then since happened in Michigan, twice. Yeah. first you had the yes. the court the yes. um the COVID related bills that were under discussion, and then like a militia that turned out to be fifty guys with guns. Um, like we're t- the real march on Rome levels of bluffing here. Um, the managed to get the state legislature to blink and adjourn under threat of violence in part because the state police said yeah we don't think we can take them i mean there are so many things wrong with that if that was happening in any other country we would be saying like provincial legislature dispersed by regional militia we would say
1: coup occurs coup d'etat by local right-wing militia
0: full stop (laughs)
1: <laughs> and here in Oregon, the cops are openly collaborating with these militias, too. Like, we there's videos that have come out where they're talking to the militias and they're giving them pointers on how to run their checkpoints and how to get away with killing people.
0: Yeah, and there was shit from Kenosha where the cops were straight up giving the militias fucking water bottles. They were given that shit-ass Rittenhouse like fucking aid and comfort right up until the moment that he shot three people and they let him walk away and let his mummy drive him home to spend the night before he surrendered himself. Like there's, and you know, there's also the first time ever endorsement of a presidential candidate by the NYPD's like patrolman association for Trump. So, you know, we've got, the,
1: the police have become an openly right wing uh, political organization it, they've become a a paramilitary for the Republican Party in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. Like in many states and cities. Like in some places not so much, like mm-hmm. I mean the I, police
1: are not one entity, of course.
0: Yeah. I mean, but like many police forces have openly cited
1: as a political force and to to be a paramilitary for a certain side of the political divide and that goes into uh
2: bill Barr's
1: latest fucking thing are oh my god he's going to try to charge protesters with sedition like it's 1812 or some shit like like it's the first red scare this isn't even second red scare stuff that was to... Uh, the second Red Scare was less intense. <laughs> like...
2: McCarthyism...
1: Is... Less... Uh... McCarthyism was less authoritarian than Bill Barr.
0: They didn't even dust off sedition for the War on Terror. Like... Yeah. Even when they caught, like, American... Even when there were, like, American citizens who were detained as terrorists, they were never charged with things like sedition. Or treason.
1: Absolutely not. So...
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, that's... half the time they were, like, getting splattered across the terrain by a drone or something uh, without due process, but, you know.
1: Yeah, and, like, I mean, but what, you know, what Barr and Trump are doing now is that they're just sending hit squads to anyone that's visibly uh, armed leftist. Like, that's what they're doing. They, yeah. they killed... Uh, they killed Mikey, uh, <laughs> and they just rolled yeah. up and shot him. That's yeah. multiple witness reports say that, and their own report basically
0: says that they say they uh, think he had a gun. <laughs> and Trump said that on Fox News. He said it was retribution. Like we even like clipped that in the last regular episode. Like
1: yeah, so <laughs> we're we're at a point where like right wing violence supported by the state is getting really nuts. And that's just a huge escalation uh-huh. since the uh, since the last doomsday, you know. And the Bill Barr with the sedition charges—that's a huge amount of federal state pressure. Um, especially when you combine it with the fact that in Oregon the state police have been federally deputized, so that uh, federal charges can be brought against protesters.
0: Oh, so. And, yeah. So, Those, yeah. Hey, states rights people, we noticed that you're very conspicuously not saying a damn thing. Just well, saying. I
1: think the thing is <laughs> states rights has been dead ever since uh marijuana became the primary states rights issue. Like <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, wh- wh- when was the last time I you actually see states' rights being used as, like, a campaign thing by a Republican? It was, like, 2008,
0: you know? like. Well, every time they want to talk about abortion or going after, like, the queer community.
1: Huh, they, they, they use that in religious rights now.
0: They, oh, they yeah. make that a religious issue. Yeah, they're going all Gilead now. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: I, yeah, that stuff started declining after 2008. Like, I, I remember it still being a thing in 2012, but even by then, it was... You, you started to get a sense that they were going to change their tunes. Yeah. And
1: yeah. they did. Yeah, like, they, they were like... Um, like, because I think Obama-era um, gay marriage and marijuana legalization things really killed the uh-huh. state's rights argument for the right wing.
2: Because they're like oh, wait. so opposed. To I mean, you see it. Kiddos. You do see it sometimes, like, among, like, really cursed. Uh, people of, like, really cursed politics, to yeah, be some honest. Of, like, some of those, like,
1: Weird, but like, constitutionalist party libertarian weirdos.
2: Yeah. Like, you know. You. Um, You know the kind of person I'm talking about. Like, you know, ex-conservative, ex-libertarian. And, like, the three ANCAPs that haven't gone full-fash.
0: So, like, enough people to fill a COVID-era bar. Yeah. Yeah. In the entire country. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we, We do want to also mention... One thing that has not changed that is really significant since the last Doomsday, and that is that the military seems to be very firmly asserting their opinion of, don't make me come back there. Yeah, they're very, yeah. like, the, the
1: amount of times that generals have had to say, hey, we're not going to do a military coup in the past six months is incredibly concerning. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like i don't think
0: they yeah. will i think honestly I don't think the reason they will. I, like i, I mean, honestly think they're, they're being s-
1: genuine when they're like yeah. we don't want to fucking like storm the white house what the fuck have you <laughs> seen we what we did in afghanistan US cities <laughs> they don't want to occupy u.s cities they don't want to uh storm the white house they just want to kill brown people why in other countries why is that so hard for people to understand? But, they um,
0: did the nation building thing twice. Yeah, there and was they like. They hated both attempts. So they really don't want to have to do that at home. I mean. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was that Marine force commander um, whose. Um, I want to say battalion, divisions. We don't have divisions uh, anymore. Whether larger force structures. Um, that got deployed to the border, like, six months ago, and he was really mad about it because it completely fucked everything up.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't um, make sense for a because, Marine deployment, you know? There's yeah. so many things wrong with it.
2: Um, like, you know, this is actively fucking our readiness, um, please tell, please tell Washington to fuck off, um, but, you know, in that sort of polite military yeah. speak.
0: Like, and a yeah. big part, and like, you know, a, a thing we've been observing for a while on this podcast, and this is probably the best explanation for why, aside from that the U.S. military has a very deeply ingrained tradition of do not get involved in civilian politics, period, is that there's a, a pretty significant body of evidence at this point that the military is barely functioning on a day-to-day basis. This is absolutely true. There is... I, I think we've we've covered a lot
1: of these incidents where we see, like, you know, oh, hey, another naval ship just broke or ran into another naval ship. Things like that. Um,
0: the, the Marines lost an amphibious just like carrier to arson.
1: There's, there's so many... There's so many things that we can point out like the whole people just are constantly dying at fort hood uh the military's got covid under zero level of control things like that
0: (laughs) it's like they're probably not wanting to do a coup because they're genuinely worried that if they tried the armed forces would literally fall apart and not even because Different units are now shooting at each other at random, but because literally, like the supply chain would unravel, and they have all these like starving, angry people standing around with guns.
1: Yeah, we would see like unit defections. Like it would be absurd, um,
2: and yeah, or it's like, hey, our equipment is three thousand miles away. You have a as an armored div- armored division here, but you sent all our equipment back, like you know, three months ago. You, you sent it back to the depot to be get, you know, get refreshed. Um,
0: what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, there's like, yeah, shit like that. The f- That's
2: insane. Like, like the crap. Forever
0: Wars been In the military, great for that. the graft machine, but it's been horrible for military readiness.
1: Yeah, and like we're seeing that with like these Pentagon audits where they're like. They're like Mm -hmm. the Pentagon audit results were like
0: so scary, you know. They couldn't even complete them twice.
1: They, yeah, they they finally started these yearly audits, and they can't complete them. And every time they actually audit a base, they're like, "Yo, there's a whole warehouse of like plane parts. Like we could build an entire F twenty two here." And they're like, "Oh shit, that wasn't on our inventory." like there it's an entire ass warehouse homes you know and,
0: like, and that's not when you know the account the forensic accountants are like, discovered room? weeks later in like a padded room scrawling sigils in their blood and babbling incoherently about the pentagon receipts making absolutely no fucking sense
1: yeah no they'll they, they keep finding like warehouses that are on lists but don't exist warehouses that exist but aren't on inventories, you know, like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> shit that's been built three and five times, or... <laughs>
1: yeah, there's so many weird shit like that that, like, honestly no
2: competent organization should have.
0: Like... that There's there's literally... This sounds
2: like exactly the opposite of, like, Taiwan's problem, where everything... Uh, they have, like, a whole bunch of equipment on paper that's meant to defend them against a land invasion and none of it is actually there. (laughs) None of it actually exists because nobody wants to admit that hey, Taiwan's going to have to fork over for all this fucking missing military equipment that got used up over, you know, umpteen numbers of decades.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's like, hey, we (laughs) gave you 1800 F-16s. Yeah, but you gave them 40 years ago. They're gone.
0: <laughs> they broke. They're
2: all. They've all been cannibalized for parts. They're gone. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we have one as a gate guard. We have one flying cat patrol. <laughs> um, and
0: this one's a this one's a trainer. One... It might work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the army's probably going to sit this one out just because they really don't want to find out what happens when you move a load-bearing object that's being held up by duct tape.
1: Yeah, and so, like, honestly, like, things like, it's so funny how, like, all of, all of this could have been prevented by Bernie 2016.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Real, Bernie
1: would have, th- this was, I've, I've mentioned this before, but my biggest fear with bernie was that he would like m- like make america great again
0: you know like he, he would actually instill competent <laughs> governance and stabilize this system
1: yeah that he would be like you know the the pentagon is <laughs> i can't do a bernie accent um
0: the pentagon has the- finally passed their audit for yeah, the first the time Pentagon since 1945,
1: audit, and I would like to gr- congratulate all of our brave troops. You know, it's just like <laughs> it, it, he would he would have because one of his things was cracking down on the Pentagon. <laughs>
2: and I would like to announce that we have removed all of the black mold from the barracks. <laughs> yeah, like he he would have
1: done like his that was one of his reform promises, like.
0: Actually and, not killing soldiers with shitty subs par housing.
1: Like, he, he would have, like, the idea of, his, oh my god, imagine him, it, it would have been horrifying. Because the U.S. would have been far more ready to intervene in other countries.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and on top of that, like mean, the other thing Bernie would have at least probably stabilized, which is now just total fucking free fall at this point is since the last doomsday scenario congress has definitively consistently failed to pass anything approaching covid relief um eviction moratoriums have expired in multiple states due to lack of legislative action or court orders or both um like at this point there is literally nothing stopping an economy that's already worse than the Great Depression in nineteen thirty-three from continuing its downward trajectory. Like the brakes yeah, are gone.
1: Literally, the there there was there has yeah.
2: been significant. The only recovery. the only thing holding the housing market together right now is inertia, just sheer inertia. Nobody nobody wants to be the one to pull that fucking Jenga piece out and kill, you know, an entire city's economy. But it's going to happen anyway. It's going to fall out
0: eventually on its own. Like, commercial real estate's already on, like, a fucking ticking time bomb the moment that Pinterest said, actually, we're going to eat $90 million to walk away from prime San Francisco real estate.
1: Well, one of the problems is that the banks are are still alive. That's what's keeping it up, is that, like, that, like, fucking, what is it, five trillion <laughs> that that the Fed threw at the banks and investors, it's it's all... It, it's what has kept them alive. And the thing is, the banks can keep the rest of the economy alive, considering how financialized our economy is. Um, to a point. What's happening <laughs> is that they just keep pumping more and more money into... Failing economies.
2: And the problem with that is that that increases other system
1: risks. It increases the risk profile so much.
0: Yeah.
2: And so it's like, without any sort of other relief, like, I, I don't. I don't see how it can continue. Uh, and well, relief. we're gonna keep um,
1: continuing as we are. I mean, oh, in like, the short term memory, we're, we're yeah. gonna keep this like slow slide of like like the stock market's not doing good, and like a lot of the housing market is kind of stalled out, and all of these things, mm-hmm. we're gonna keep seeing it, and we're gonna see the unemployment rate not improve. The whole recovery from the lockdown is over. It happened. We got, like, 15% of our unemployment gone away with, which means that we're now down to only, like, 25% real unemployment,
0: which is Great Depression levels, and and we're... This is not going to get better, so that is something that will exacerbate everything. everything. We've already fully
1: recovered from lockdown as much as can be possible, you know? barring more. And so aid. what's going to what I think <laughs> is the reason that we're not all like dying of food shortages right now <laughs> is because the banks haven't collapsed yet. And we're going to see something like Wells Fargo just suddenly going under. And then it's all over. It'll be complete panic, you know. Yeah. Like, we're going to see Wells Fargo put out, like, a quarterly report for, like, quarter four 2020, and it'll be like, yeah, we lost $30 billion, and we're filing for bankruptcy. (laughs) And and then it's over. The stock market's over. The real estate market's over. All of those uh, industries supported by endless bank loans, like agriculture, are over. You know, retail's already over. Um,
0: <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's, it's, yeah. This economy's fucked. And that's going to make all these other things that we've been talking about worse.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, we're going to, Like, honestly... We're going to see a lot honestly, of... Honestly, 3D... well, Fargo could implode Monday. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> and we're going to see stuff like um, a lot of reloading setups for bullets we're going to see a lot of 3d printed guns like i wouldn't be surprised if like you like look at like portland in on september 26th in a week when the proud boys show up again and there's a bunch of people with 3d printed guns or something you know like Mm -hmm. there's it's going to be i think it's going to be pretty scary regardless of the election results so let's get into those election results.
0: <laughs> so we're, we want to get this one out of the way because this is it, we said this last time, we're standing by it there's like, barring Joe Biden being caught with 10 terabytes of child porn of the most horrific sort on him and it's definitely his there's no way Trump's going to win outright legally. Like it would take a and Trump would have to magically become competent. So, yeah. Yeah, we're, we would need, like, we need, like, a
1: dead ballot or something else really uh, extreme for Trump to just get a win, you know? And Getting if possessed by win, Julius Caesar. <laughs> yeah, and if Trump gets a win, the majority of registered Democrats will believe that it's an illegitimate win anyway. Even if Biden concedes and the Democratic Party says that it was a totally legit election, that Trump won fair and square, just like last time, mostly, you know, (laughs) and they're going to, like, people are going to be like, uh, yeah, but, like, what about all of the post offices closing, you know? What about all of the voter suppression that happened,
2: you know? Yeah, there's no way... It's like, well, we can't prove any of it, so... Yeah, because there's... There's nothing we can do. Our hands are tied. There's an amount of rigging of the election that is... Justice Hawley
1: said no. there's an amount of rigging of the election that is already currently public. There's, like, that classic issue that's been around since, what, 2004? Of a Republican company Mm -hmm. making the voting machines, the, the electronic voting machines. Like, a company owned by a, a Republican senator's brother making yes. most of the voting machines in the United States. Like, that, there's just that. Just already. That's been
2: a thing for
1: 16 years. You yeah. know?
2: Die bald. Fucking die bald. No. Those people also make ATMs. And the funny thing about that is... They're part of the reason that Chip and Pin was held up for so long because Diebold did not want to um, do a forced redeployment of their entire fucking fleet. They didn't want to eat that cost. Yeah,
1: and so what we're looking at is just a situation in which the majority of Democrats have already been convinced that Trump
0: cannot win legitimately. And so... and facts on the ground say he probably can't win legitimately anyway i mean let's be real like there there were points during the 2016 election cycle where trump's polling average did actually pull ahead of clinton's like two or three times and at this point in the election they were within a dead heat of each other for like um about a month by this point point. There has been no point ever in 2016 where Trump has pulled ahead of Biden or even come within a dead heat in that kind of yeah. striking distance. So, yeah, Biden well,
1: is such as has a very solid lead against Trump in basically every poll, and so this situation is incredibly unlikely. And even if it does happen, it will have only happened because of the current public methods of voter suppression and ways of rigging the election this just assumes that the democrats in that the democrats as like the democratic national committee and stuff they uh they decide that it was a, a legitimate win and so and enough elected officials i think go that along in that, that situation we're going to have huge george floyd level protests again just immediately. Like, November 10th, you know? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, that That would be, like, you know, the, that one last fucking grenade into the social peace before it collapses completely. Yeah. Like, that would be it. And, and especially
0: because it would be all Like, all the groups that Trump has actively been victimizing and the Republicans have been actively victimizing, would probably very legitimately take a Trump-winning, cleanly result as, well, fuck it, this society wants to kill me.
1: Yeah, and and it's, they'd be correct. Yeah. Yeah. They'd, they'd be absolutely be correct.
0: If Trump legitimately won a majority of the popular vote in the electoral vote, then that would be a very appropriate conclusion.
2: I...
1: I think that one thing that uh, this situation would produce would be a very concerning level of uh, top-level Democrats and, like, uh, liberal industrial complex people, you know, like the NAACP and stuff, uh, calling for peace from protesters. Like, they would be like, please, we need a, you know... Peaceful tra- like transition into a second term, things like that. They would be blaming the uh, they would be blaming the violence on protesters, and they would be supporting. Um, they would say, you know, like although uh, the police went too far, or although I condemn Trump's authoritarian crackdown, I do believe. Blah, blah, blah. Blaming protesters. And I think that would be a huge uh, discouragement to many people. And it would, in the removal of a lot of institutional support for these kind of protests, could lead us into a situation like a 1933 situation where the uh, rest of the political establishment rolls over for the fascist right to just take over all of the institutions of the country and become a dictatorship.
2: Yeah, and even in that scenario, I I do think that we would... I don't think we would necessarily go quietly, but...
0: Like, I think in some places uh, you might see things like... I mean, in 2016... Governor Jerry Brown of California, who was, like, no firebrand by any stretch of the imagination during his second run as governor, um, basically said, yeah, California's going to do its own foreign policy and basically do everything short of being an independent nation-state over here. So I would not be surprised if there are, like, some state-level parties and such that say, yeah, we're not going to play this game.
1: Yeah, I think this is uh, one of the more uh, likely possibilities of a democratic party split resulting in a kind of uh resulting in stuff like a semi-independent california that gets crushed or that truly secedes that kind of situation i think that the likelihood of civil war in this situation is uh one of the lesser ones because i do believe that uh democratic institutional support for a crackdown on what would be legitimately left-wing terrorism. I'm not going to lie, I think that this is the kind of thing that ends up with truck bombs at ICE at, like, ICE offices, you know? I think that this kind of thing leads to, like, an assassination of Chad Wolf. That kind of thing. Yeah, like, this this would
2: basically be,
0: um, We'd see a hundred Willem Vance
1: <laughs> sense,
0: you know? Yeah, that this would be John yeah. Brown raiding Harper's Ferry type shit repeatedly.
1: <laughs>
0: and I think that a lot of the Democratic establishment,
1: especially the national level, would back a crackdown, or they would stand aside during a crackdown on this. Because they would see it as an attack on American institutions that are legitimate yeah
0: yeah but that depends on the least likely set of events happening
1: yeah this of course is probably it's not the least likely the least likely is something that we're not even going to bother covering which is biden winning the electoral college and trump winning the popular um Which would result in the most fucked up shit, but it's so out there. It's like, I'm giving it like a one in a thousand, you know?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we'll cover it slightly later, but uh, I kind of wanted to get into it slightly a little later, but yeah, like this is not the least likely scenario but it's not the most likely one. Yeah, know. I'm
1: giving it, like, a 1 in uh, 20, you know?
2: Like, yeah, I,
1: I really, I think that, like, Biden's, he's got, like, a couple points on Trump, no matter what, um, in terms of at least getting the popular vote. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, I could, I mean, something could happen. Trump won by negative 3 million votes, so. Yeah. 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 And you he would have Bob. to somehow... He would have to somehow gain those three million votes or eliminate them. I mean, he's not going to win this one outright. If he did, then it would entirely depend on like the mother of all October surprises. Like it would take yeah. an outright, it would take divine intervention at this point for Trump to win. It would take like video of Biden raping someone or
1: something awful like that. Yeah. You know, something like, that
0: even the DNC couldn't talk down. Yeah
1: uh but you know that all but we need to keep moving and discuss like the next possibility which is the classic 2016 scenario of biden winning the popular and trump winning
0: the electoral college which we'll put down is actually extremely likely and also probably the most frightening of these scenarios we're going to discuss yeah um because this is the one that is most likely to result in outright civil war.
1: I would say it's the second most likely to outright civil war. Because um, I think that anything that results in like a true legal challenge by, that is like shut down due to uh, the corrupt uh, judges installed by Trump... Like, I think that, that would result in a, in more of a civil war. I think that could result in like the democratic party becoming more like just either dissolving or we
0: can, we can
1: go into that later, but, um, I do think that this is a very likely civil war scenario.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like this is a situation where you would have state governors because you would have a problem of Trump has one form of political legitimacy to retain power and Biden has the other. And both parties have pretty much resolved that they're not going to accept, like, the Republicans will not accept defeat. And the Democrats, at this point, I do not think even the DNC would accept winning the popular vote and losing the Electoral College a third time in 20 years. Like, I just, I don't think even the most dyed-in-wool institutionalist would tolerate that because at that point they're just like, fuck it, this game is broken. And yeah, they would. This is a scenario where, yeah, and this is a scenario where you would have state parties and state governors calling out militias and shit. So, like, this would probably be a more organized civil war, but it would be a very like <laughs> the shit would go eighteen sixty very quickly. Yeah,
1: I think that we would see. Yeah. Um, I think that we would see a constitutional convention called. We we're already hearing a lot of fairly high up people calling for a constitutional convention. And I think we would see a group of like, it would probably end up only being like 20 states like arranging a constitutional convention where they pass a new amendment or pass a new constitution. And then they are like, hey, other states, the fuck are you doing? And Trump would be like, hey, you states, the fuck are you doing? And we would end up in a situation of conflicting national guards, national guards, fighting, uh, federal forces, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. this one would get really pretty ugly, pretty quick. And is also, it, it's way, it's significantly more likely than Trump winning outright. And it's probably like <laughs> one of the more likely scenarios. Really, I just had, a yeah,
2: I just had a, like this horrifying image of, lady protector pelosi steps in to save the nation uh, from
1: i think that this is the situation in which california is most likely to secede as an independent state uh,
0: either that or yeah. you get a situation where kaiser newsom is uh pronounced the emergency president of the provisional government for the duration of the conflict and mm-hmm. then he becomes kaiser newsom um yeah. I think that this is I think that this is Kaiser Newsom's pack to power. Um,
1: and thus I do not like it, because I would be like us in Oregon, we're definitely we'll be a client state of California if it becomes independent and if it leads like a new divided states and we end up with a Pacific state state situation, we'll be a lesser member in a pretty centralized federation um (laughs) yeah (laughs) it'll be like it'll be it'll be things like yeah no like everything's distributed according to population la has more votes than everywhere outside of california combined you know (laughs) absolutely situation where like um you know it where oregon is more of a is about as much of a subject to California as it is to Washington now,
0: you know. Um, huh. It's what happens when you drop the Golden State's number five economy in the world in the pool, and yeah, no, else gets swamped. Like,
2: <laughs>
1: California like dunks on like Russia and France's economies. It's incredible. It's one of the most industrial. It might be the most industrialized state. I think it is. Um, Probably,
2: yeah. It's like the one state that could reasonably do autarky, and if they captured certain territories in Oregon and Arizona, um, they would be basically an autarky. Yeah,
1: like, I think people—California
2: relies less on
1: outside of state water than Texas does. Just to give you guys an idea— like, this is a huge misconception. People think that California gets water from, like, what, Colorado, Montana? I don't know where they think the water is coming from. There's a mountain range in between. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they get it from Northern California.
0: I mean, That's there's, like, the a chunk off. off of the Colorado River, but, you know, push came to shove. You could keep the, Los the, Angeles water and let the River? fucking lawns die
1: yeah the amount of colorado river that reaches california is like a gallon (laughs) because
0: it has to go through las vegas two gallons in a Uh, yeah you know and then phoenix gets a big chunk out of it so after that la's like oh well we we can keep the lawns green. yeah like they get electricity from the colorado river um but
1: the uh But that's, like, the uh, situation—that situation, I think, would provide a more classic Civil War scenario. Um,
0: This is going to be your Blues versus Greys updated for 2020.
1: Yeah, and although I do think that that is less likely than a more Syrian Civil War-type scenario, where we do have, like, pockets of federal control in California, things like that. You know, it's like, oh, no, San Diego, that's a Fed city. You know, oh, everywhere else in California yeah. is is Western states packed. You know, <laughs> and even San, Diego's San Diego is contested. Diego's a fortress city. You know, <laughs> like the whole like half the Marine Corps is there. It, like it's a bombed out wreck. You know, things like that. I think that we're going to see like you know a fucking Aleppo, Austin, awful shit like that. In that kind mm-hmm. yeah. of scenario, it would be. Um, it would be it's very be fucked, and it would be very confusing, but I do think that there would be Democratic uh-huh. authorities on one side and Republican authorities on the other, largely. Um,
0: yeah, it would be a situation where the political guess, class is at war with itself. And yeah, it fairly cleanly map onto the existing parties. Like you might see some really oddball situations like Utah declaring neutrality, but by yeah, and large,
1: we're we're gonna I mean, Utah will do, I think Utah, in any of these situations that result in widespread civil conflict, I think Utah will just largely be a neutral third party. Because the Church of Latter Day Saints has such control over Utah, all the way down to like the neighborhood level, that it could easily just, it could easily just be the shadow. It could just be like, hey, you know, guys, let's all cut it out. <laughs> and they just sit there. They just sit there going. And on you know, Mormon like
0: conservatism is way more this kind of like david uh, cameron toryism than the you know republican party mainstream like they're definitely like you know terrifying when it comes to social issues but when it comes to like economic policy and stuff they're much more open to some kind of you know right-wing social democracy thing
1: yeah no they definitely would be like kind of a merkel germany type situation that they want um like they would they would eliminate the they would,
2: mormon heron folk social
1: democracy. Yes, much. I mean for real they would absolutely take out the fascist militias i i get i guarantee you there are fascist militias in utah they would be wiped out
0: by the oh, national yeah. guard they wouldn't last they five minutes. they don't
1: put up with that shit they're like no why are you destroying our communities
0: yeah. You know <laughs> like, they're very much the good government kind of our excommunication
2: is backed by our weapons. Like, think, finally a solution to the like Mitt
1: Romney <laughs> is the is their kind of is their guy. You look at Mitt Romney and you compare him to fucking Bill Barr and these other like fucking you know little fascists, and you see there's a huge difference. Like, he's a conservative. The guy has... (laughs) He's an actual... He's just a traditional conservative. And so, they just want to have, like, good government, keep capitalism running, try not to have, you know, too little racism. There needs to be an amount of racism,
0: you know? (laughs) Please don't, you know, like, openly murder the black people in the streets, because that doesn't look good. Unless you're a cop,
1: you know? That kind of thing. You can't have... No and if you're a cop, violence. make
0: sure. Sh- and if you're a cop, make sure that you do it in a way that is sufficiently, like you know, dubious in the eyes of the media that no one's going to look too closely, you know.
1: Yeah, try not to have a body cam or witnesses. Plant a gun on them or a knife, that kind of thing.
0: Um, don't do some George Floyd shit, basically. Also, don't kill. <laughs> yeah, don't- also, don't kill
2: anyone who's like actually important in uh, church hierarchy. Yeah.
0: So. You
1: don't embarrass. I mean, if they're a
0: Protestant, then you know, go ahead and waste things them.
2: like that. Like,
1: but but that's like you know that's just Utah. That's a small little part of this country. Um, the next scenario yeah. is Trump loses and concedes, which is not too unlikely of a scenario, in my opinion.
0: It it could happen. It's just it would require. The thing that it would require is for the Biden camp to make some kind of unofficial, highly, like, irregular, we're not putting this in documentation anywhere sort of deal that a historian finds in an archive 50 years from now that basically lets Trump take Ivanka and several briefcases full of money, hop on a plane, and leave the country.
1: Yeah, no, this is a... uh... We'll let you go to Russia type situation. Um, You get to, you know, like one of your family members or something like gets to launder money to you through your old company, things like that. Um, Or he can like or he can can like legally still own the company from exile, things like that. Where he's, like, not within U.S. jurisdiction, so they can't prosecute him, so they can't take his money, you know? Like, some, like, really dumb legalistic thing that doesn't actually work under the law, you know? Like, like, yeah, you can seize assets of a guy who's not in the country. Why are you saying you can't, you know? (laughs)
0: And, And this is one that I could see the Biden camp proposing. Because of all these scenarios we're talking about, this is actually probably the one with the least amount of violence. Simply because any situation where Trump pulls up stakes and fucks off is a situation where the only people who are going to even think about taking up arms on his behalf is QAnon. And QAnon is way too disorganized to do so in an effective, deliberate way.
1: Oh, yeah. No, we'll be seeing... There would be... Probably more terror attacks in this scenario than in Trump cleanly winning. I think. I think there would be a lot more of the lone wolf terrorist attacks. Um, I think there would be more. Um, I think a lot of like Adam Waffen type stuff, you know, uh, Order of Nine Angels, those kind of guys will uh, be like. Um, Oh fuck, we're gonna get cracked down on by the feds. Let's just do all of our plans as fast as we can.
0: You know, like a yeah. lot of that
1: kind of thing. Because um, this
0: would be utterly demoralizing. Better.
2: To oh fuck, what's the not
0: chuddy, Trump supporters? It would utterly destroy any appearance yeah. of the Republican Party being a coherent entity. Like the the circular firing squad would be a sight to behold.
1: Oh, yeah, everyone would be blaming each other. It would be, it would be pretty funny. Um, we would see some really nasty shit, though. Um, like, you know, and then we would also like the, the amount of continued right-wing violence that it's not like this would end, like, the Proud Boys, Patriot Prayer, things like that. I don't even think it would make them less popular. I think that this is a situation where we have an increase in violence from the first Trump turn, there would be an increase in violence. Let's not get this wrong. Oh, you know, (laughs) I think that a lot of people, a lot of them would be, uh, in a situation where they're like, okay, the Democrats are finally going to take our guns. Let's show up to their cities and show them they can't take them type thing. You know, um, we're going to see a lot of like,
2: um, we still have it. Morale patches. Yeah, we're
1: gonna we're gonna see a war. lot of right wing violence.
0: Yeah, but it's not gonna be like civil war levels of. We're not gonna see artillery
1: barrages in Boise, you know.
0: And there's gonna be no plan or strategy. It's going to be mostly these groups are lashing out because they know they're on a ticking clock. At that point, uh, yeah. they've been sold out by the God Emperor die and they'd rather die standing than be taken alive so it's going to get ugly but it's going to be really messy and disorganized and
1: in federal in federal, uh, in state authorities will be less on their side you know
2: the feds I, I would like to kind of add a caveat <laughs> here in that, I think that at least some of the militia movement would return back to the mode they were in uh, during the latter half of the Clinton administration, yeah. which is, you know, basically trying to stay that off the radar, uh, keep your power dry. Um, we'll, um, you know, we'll fight this again when you know the what we would call. I mean, what we would probably say is, like, you know, when the social forces favor us or when the material conditions favor us, um, you know, the conservative equivalent.
1: I, I think it will. Um, I think that there will be a lot of people expending what they have. I think that will be the majority of uh, these kind of groups. I think that uh, groups like the. I think that uh, a thing that will increase in power. I think a lot of the more extreme groups mm-hmm. will blow their loads.
0: Oh and, yeah, and
1: go out like fucking, uh, you know, they'll go out like Waco, you know, um, and things like. It's that. gonna. Yeah,
2: be- I mean, I guess I, I guess what I'm saying is that some of them are going to return to being quiescent. So it's like even if you know the feds get all of the ones that decided to go blow their load. Uh, we're just gonna have this problem again in twenty years. Yeah, no, I
1: don't think. I think uh, that there at be, best. Um, think it will be. I think there will be sharp and bloody. There's, there's kind of three tiers of these, uh, like right wing uh, militias and groups and stuff. There's the uh, there's the street fighters that are like Proud Boys, Patriot, Patriot Prayer and stuff. They show up. They do like. Mm-hmm protests or whatever, and they get into street fights, they get into fist fights, things like that. Um, uh-huh. They try to control streets, they fail, uh, they fund the, uh, they, 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 they give content for the right-wing uh, media complex, you know? That's their primary job. There's the militias, which are generally the uh, most organized have the most resources of these groups they're uh, they're like restaurant owners and like engineers and things like that they're the same kind of guys who become Islamic terrorists you know they're or middle brown class. shirts um, yeah like a lot of the ISIS yeah the, the, they are these middle class guys who are very afraid for their status. And they're very radical politically, and they uh, they will stock up more. They will keep their powder dry. They believe largely in the legitimacy of uh, the government as long as it's not Democrat. Then there are like neo-Nazi terrorist groups, groups like Adam Waffen Division, groups like the Order of Nine Angels, and those groups will blow their load. Those groups will go all out. They'll be like, "We're about to get caught. Let's just let's just go out and shoot people. Let's just go out and use up all our pipe bombs. Yeah. Let's uh, put all of our pipe bombs in a car and, like, let's make a car bomb and, like, let's set it off with one of us in it." They'll be doing yeah. wild stuff like that. Those groups uh, will be wiped out within like two years, I think. Um, the militias, I think, will like hunker down, you know. Like he said, I think they'll keep their powder dry until material conditions favor yeah. them. They will never truly favor them. Uh,
0: <laughs> the, they'll wait. They won't do anything. I mean, it's stupid. like
1: it's um, but like I yeah, I willing, guess it's like, like, like they're not going to try to do the all-out war. Um, yeah.
0: that they would under like the... other scenarios. I mean, the Nazis absolutely will, because that's inculcated in their ideology at this point. Like, shit, yeah. like, the what's his nuts? Robert Matthews of the Brothers Schweigen dying as his house was ablaze around him in a shootout with the FBI is, like, considered the best way to go in that whole subject. Yeah, yeah, so no, no. The they will go out. <laughs> people
2: going out to be a hero in the four chances.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, the siege um, types, they will go out. Um, The militia types will bunker down, and I think the Proud Boys in Patriot Prayer, and there'll probably be new groups coming in, I think those guys will benefit the most um, from this scenario. I think that they will uh, be like Democrat mayors, Democrat governors, Democrat president. They're all against us, and we'll show you how all of their – they're all biased against us, and the Antifa are doing whatever they want, and they'll show a video of like – a fight where, like, the result is you know, three Antifa get a hundred years in prison each for punching a guy and pepper spraying him while he, like, st- after he stabs someone and gets away with it, you know, like,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, and uh, then I, mean, I and think
1: then, those will be the primary beneficiary I think those will be like in this scenario, those groups grow as opposed to every other scenario. Yeah where they get either absorbed into real militias
0: or they die. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And this is a situation where if Trump does run and concede, there will be within minutes there will be conspiracist explanations there will be shit about the deep state forced him to do it there will be this like there is this deep abiding logic generally in the conservative movement that's best described as conservatism can't fail it can only be failed so that's gonna happen on a widespread level there's gonna be all kinds of claims that it was dirty and yeah like yeah, the most that violent they, and they, will like, get Force
1: Trump out by gunpoint and things like that, you know. Yeah.
2: And to kind of add to that, I like my thing was like, if Biden doesn't do anything stupid, if Harris doesn't do anything stupid, then you know the militias will go quiescent again. Um, because you know they they need to wait until they get more favorable conditions. Uh, the problem is, is that I don't know that Biden and Harris are going to necessarily realize what the dangers are. Until it's too late. Right? Um,
1: yeah, I I do worry that they might try to like pass a national gun control bill or something.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, which like, is the Harris signal. F- yeah, Harris threatened during the debates to do a day one executive order that was like a mandatory assault weapon buyback, and. Um, She got a lot of shit for it. Um, And, frankly, she had it coming. Um, But it's like, they already know that, like, you know, she's trying to do it. Biden has threatened to do some slightly more tame things, like put, you know, quote-unquote assault weapons, which is most long arms, most handguns at this point, onto like the NFA, which would, you know, impose a two hundred dollar tax and put all high capacity magazines on the NFA two hundred dollar tax. It's important
1: to note that this will not keep them out of the hands of the militia type guys. In mass shooters, <laughs> like yeah, who probably to, already like, have yeah. people like... Are like gun control people in this who, is, who are listening to this podcast to know that adding a two hundred dollars stamp to uh, a gun bill is not that much. These guys are the kind of guys who spend like ten grand on guns. They have eight of them, you know, like <laughs> like they'll.
2: Uh, They'll pay for at least some of them. And then they'll claim the rest are lost in a bony
0: (laughs) accident. Yeah, Yeah, like, generally (laughs) if you're looking at something where of these scenarios, the one where the social piece remains most recognizably intact-ish, it's going to be in this situation. But it's going to also mean a lot of fundamental issues get put off to explode worse later, so you know it, it's
2: I mean, it's like, well there's nothing that can really be done about gun control at this point, because nobody nobody with an actual stake in it would accept it yeah. um, you know, the far right wouldn't accept it, We we're probably not going to accept being disarmed either and um, the thing is it also doesn't stop 3D printing <laughs>
0: It also doesn't address that the economy is basically deteriorating, and if you don't address that day one, anything else you do is not going to matter. If you do not relieve people's misery in an immediate and tangible way, because we are in like the worst economic conditions in American history, it doesn't matter what else you do. It just doesn't fucking matter. Yes. And that's part of why Trump is really getting walloped in the polls, is he has completely screwed the pooch on the domestic maintaining people's livelihood front. So yeah, this is like if Trump concedes, if the Democrats basically get what they're hoping for, that just means they're going to be dealing with bigger problems later on down the line. And parts of the far right might burn themselves out as the Republican party descends into circular firing squad but that gets us to one that's this slightly different one that's similar but different of a scenario where biden legitimately wins outright but trump still refuses to concede and personally i put this as more likely than trump quiet going quietly simply because everything he's
1: likely scenario
0: yeah everything he's done (laughs) since like 2016 has indicated he will not accept any result that does not involve him winning or at least he won't do it in a way that is good for the transition of power
1: yeah I think that that's uh, a situation that results in a far more uh, I think that that results in a a, a, the militia movement uh, mobilizing and starting to do Oklahoma City type shit constantly um And And that's the the primary uh, difference, I think, between these (laughs) scenarios, is that the militia movement is is that, you know, Proud Boys, Patriot Prayer and stuff are de-legitimate or, like, de-energized by this. Their energy is sucked towards the militia movement, which has been empowered. And what will happen is that, like, when the militia movement is getting in these gunfights and doing these terrorist attacks, there will be leftist movements— that combat them, that are on the side of the state forces, that aren't uh, secretly aiding the militias, which is a lot of the state forces, and they will just kill the Proud Boys in Patriot Prayer when they get into fights with them, because
0: <laughs> like this is this is a scenario where shit, yeah, like this is a, like this is a scenario where shit goes civil war really quickly. like this is it's a different kind of civil war because you won't have like you probably and the thing that's different about this versus like say the electoral college popular vote split is in that one you have competing sources of legitimacy. so there's a much greater likelihood of Republican officials openly siding with the Trump regime. In this situation, Trump has lost by all legitimate measures the only people who are going to go along with him that hold any level of electoral legitimacy within the Republican party are going to be the ones who see no future in a world without Trump. And
2: that's a lot of
0: state level Republican officials though. That'll be a couple governors.
1: That'll be a lot of state legislatures, Um, but it won't
0: be most of them, which is a significant difference.
1: It's a huge difference. This is a situation in which, instead of having, like, two federal governments, we have one federal government against a bunch of half-assed state
0: governments. And, like, some pretender who can't run a piss-up in a brewery to save his life.
1: Some pretender who is currently in federal custody. Let's be real. This guy's going to get arrested by federal marshals if he doesn't leave the White House in January. And he loses by... All accounts, you know, yeah.
2: That or he gets picked up by either uh, that or he's the New York City, um, well, the New York State. He
1: would have uh, to be arrested by federal marshals because he's outside of New York State. So yeah. he's either in federal custody or he was arrested by marshals and is in New York custody. But either way, he would have to have the White House would have to be stormed by federal marshals. The Secret Service would have to stand aside. And that is the number one deep state thing that could happen, according to, like, the Republicans. You know, that is their fear, is that the deep state catches Trump. And that's what this would be seen as. It doesn't... The reality of it doesn't Yeah, matter. it doesn't matter that it's clearly the surface state,
0: but <laughs> On like, and, and he would most importantly for our purposes, Trump would be a martyr and off the table. He wouldn't be if he's taken early. He wouldn't if he be isn't, in control being incompetent. Yeah. If he isn't, which could also happen in this scenario, like I think he has enough of a self-preservation instinct enough of that sort of like carnival barker shrewdness that if he was going to take this approach, he would take some precautions, get some kind of escape plan, if nothing else out of sheer self-preservation. I'm not actually... sure if
1: he's competent enough to do that. I think he would actively undermine the plans that his, uh, the people around him made to get him out safely, I think it would actively undermine them.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, and they might still work, Seth, but... That's true.
1: It might still work. He might end up in the hands of the 3%ers. Or the Oath Keepers. If he ends up... He could end up in custody of the Oath Keepers. Like, which would be nuts. That would be... that. That <laughs> is a very bad scenario.
0: That's that, That's... Stuart Rhodes is the shadow president of the United States. Like, that should terrify you.
1: Like, if, yes. if Trump is, like, the Oath Keeper president, and, like, he would very much end up, like, we would end up in a very bad civil war.
0: Yeah. Because if you don't
1: support the Oath Keepers, you're not a real Republican. Yeah. In that situation. Yeah.
2: If you're not with the 3%, you're a coward.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. We're going to be. You have betrayed the founding fathers. You do see more governors flip. I think. Because they'll lose their election to an oath keeper. Or they'll just get shot.
2: Mm hmm. Or they might even. In, like, maybe one or two cases, they may not even back his claim. Like, you know, some. Some governor with you know more ambition than sense realizes that, "Hey, if I prop, uh, prop this puppet up, who's yeah. been, um, you know, uh, he's been uh, he's been relatively good for my state, um, or at least he hasn't fucked up as badly as like the evil Democrats have.
1: Like he could end up in like um, if I he could end up with like being sheltered by DeSantis or something, which would be nuts. Like, oh yeah." There's so many. Probably cases. not DeSantis, so but there's not, not conceding can go like really, really bad. Yeah. Or the worst yes. honestly the very worst case scenario, and you guys you know you know what I'm gonna say. He gets killed by federal marshals.
0: Oh shit. Yeah, that would be Oh yeah.
2: fuck now he's a martyr. Fuck you can't fuck. fuck things
0: up. Fuck. Ugh. Shit. <laughs> that would be the worst.
2: The eternal hidden Trump. That would be oh, like it would. Oh my god! A Trump who this can't was...
0: fail because he's dead. <laughs> like this,
2: this would
1: fuck shit up so bad, so bad. I would like. Oh my god, we would see so, like that. Like oh, I would love it. Um, it. It's okay. It would be very bad for the first year, but I don't think it'd be as bad as Oathkeeper Trump now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Because those keepers
0: wouldn't have they, the claim to They power. wouldn't
1: have the claim to, uh, <laughs> legit, to actual legitimacy. Um, but.
2: I mean, if they, if they found like, you know,
1: this isn't a monarchy. That's the uh, thing. Oh, this shit. is very personal. <laughs> they can't have Donnie Jr. Um, there's not going to be a false Dimitri, uh, for Trump, because it's 2020, um, <laughs> you know, like, but him getting killed by federal uh, operatives would lead to uh, very, very bad uh, stuff for, like, a year. I'm, like, talking, like, I'm talking stuff like multiple governors being assassinated, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris possibly being assassinated, you know, like, things like That's- that. Um, it would be nuts.
0: Uh <laughs> The Capitol bomb it, it would be a civil Bill war. Bill Gates's house
1: getting blown up. You know, like <laughs>
0: it would. Be, it would get
1: pretty bad. Yeah, this is the highest level of like terrorism we're going. We would see is that one. Uh, Oath Keepers is a civil war scenario. Oath Keeper uh, Trump is a civil war scenario. I think a true like there's going to be like a National Guard shooting Marines. Because that, because the governor of Wyoming, or the governor of Idaho, or something, is an oath keeper, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, and the and I would say as well, um, like the danger of a dead Trump scenario isn't so much that they'll find a claimant mm-hmm. uh, for the shadow government. I mean, they probably could. But that events would spiral out of control uh, because Biden is going to have no legitimacy in this scenario. The the peaceful transfer of power, that didn't fucking happen. Um, Like, Biden's inauguration is written in the blood of Trump. And people are going to have an extremely normal one about this on the right. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That th- it's, this this is a very very bad scenario. This is the kind of
0: thing that leads to like a military dictatorship. Tangers, you know. Yeah. Um, that, but this gets us also to the one that's probably the best one for the street left, and is it has its own uncertainties, but could actually end well, ish in the end,
2: ish. I mean, yeah. This
1: one. <laughs> this one's another civil war one, like an actual. Yeah. Like, but
0: this one is cities getting shelled, yeah. But this last scenario, which is the one that could lead to potentially good stuff, is Trump. It looks a lot like scenario one, where Trump wins outright, but very quickly it becomes obvious that there was fraud, there was like cemeteries voting Republican kind of shit, there was ballot boxes washing up on the shores of Florida and uh, like counties throwing twice as many ballots for Trump as there are people and other things that are just like blatantly, obviously like large chunks of the Republican party have decided to go along with blatant electoral fraud. Cause fuck it. Why not? Yeah. We're talking about
1: stuff like,
0: yeah, max it. Stuff like
1: <laughs> pop and turning away black people at polls. We're talking, uh, we're talking proud boys
0: beating up poll workers
1: yeah we're talking about yeah like like say like vancouver washington or something like proud boys like you know are just like just start beating like storm a polling place because they like go like oh this is where voter fraud is happening there's undocumented immigrants voting here and then they go in and they storm the place and they beat them up that kind of thing um we're talking about and this is the all is of the, be the mail sorting machines. effective in. on a major level, we're talking about stuff like mysteriously, Philadelphia has twenty five percent turnout. You know,
2: yeah, the- Pittsburgh's uh, all of their mail sorting machines just inexplicably died a week before the election, and the spare parts are taking a really long time to arrive, and. You know, nobody's really checked the parcels. Everything is jammed up. Nobody knows what's in the fucking mail. Yeah,
1: and the thing that is really different
2: <laughs> about this scenario
1: from a month ago is the Supreme Court will be on Trump's side now. Whatever challenge yeah. oh, yeah. the Democrats put forward, no matter how legitimate, Trump will win
0: in this scenario. He's not going to be removed by the Supreme Court. And people will also be going into, not necessarily the Democratic Party officials, but a lot of Democratic voters, a lot of centrists and liberals who normally would never imagine themselves lighting a cop car on fire, will be going into any kind of obvious fraud scenario assuming the election's going to have a high level of fraud to begin with and looking at the Supreme Court as a hostile institution so the ruling will not matter to them regardless. Like, this is a situation... This is, like, the kind of scenario where the center... Oh,
2: shit, Russia (laughs) game. Yeah,
0: like, this is the kind of scenario where the center, whether it wants it or not, will be shoved into the arms of the left. And they will have to make popular front on a massive scale and i mean as the it's going down article has pointed out there's literally not enough federal officials to enforce a dictatorship without the consent of the entire political class yeah that's the see that's the difference between this and trump winning legitimately
1: is that like we could if trump wins super legit like super legit we already covered how legit that could possibly be He can have like a whole bunch of state uh, bureaucracies, state police forces, state governors, that kind of thing that are largely Democratic still operating like they do today, you know. Uh But in this situation, it kind of starts breaking down, you know, in this situation, we're seeing people yell at family members who voted Democrat. Because they still work in the Department of Homeland Security, you know. Yeah, we're seeing a situation where, um, there'll be mass resignations from groups like ICE, from the FBI, DHS, you know, even the TSA will have attrition. We're going to see a lot of. We're going to see a lot of like veterans and stuff declare like say that like hey the constitution has been violated i swore to uphold the constitution there's going to be a lot of that where people believe that the rule of law was violated by a dictator to stay in power that will be the majority opinion in the united states we're going to see polls saying 56 percent of people believe that donald trump did not win the election, and is a dictator. <laughs> That's what
0: Gallup will be saying, you know? And, and this will be a situation where, on top of that, I mean, looking at just the way the COVID death curve has been going, by election day, most people will probably at least know somebody by one or two degrees of separation who died or has been permanently like injured by COVID-19. Yeah, and we'll have a very is... personal stake in fuck this guy. There will be a death toll associated with Trump already when he begins yeah. his dictatorship. You know, a death toll uh, that's comparable to major wars. By the way, like, yeah, that can't be said enough. We've already blown past Vietnam and the First World War combined, and we're like about halfway to topping World War II.
1: Yeah, we're. We're, we're reaching, yeah, this is one of the worst disasters that has occurred to Americans, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and so we're going into this incredibly radical. And there's so many organizations on the ground that have already, that have, like, the structure to absorb these huge amounts of new volunteers that will
0: happen. And they'll probably also be taking cues there's, from these existing organizations because, to there, an extent, there, I mean, they're there's, still there's a do model stupid to shit. base
1: things off of. We're going to see things like Symbiosis, which is a very marginal
2: group right now.
1: They could become a major political power, you know?
2: Yeah. Mm. One thing I would probably mention is that in this scenario, um, there's actually going to be some fragmentation among the right. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't matter that Trump was their guy, the fact that he felt the need to steal the election. Um, yep. And, you know, just completely shred American legitimacy. Um. It's going to be taken as one more fucking thing that the feds have done. Look at oh, look at Trump, now even he's acting like a fucking fed. Yeah, um, Yeah. no,
1: we're going to see a lot this. of... Uh, this, this is the scenario in which the Boogaloo Boys actually decisively side against the right in general. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, this is a situation in which the Romney types decisively side against the the Republican Party,
0: you know? And that's assuming we just see, just, you know, air quotes there, should be visible, um, just see the election being visibly subverted. If Trump, probably at Bill Barr or Stephen Miller's insistence, because one of these two would come up with this idea, maybe both, also decide to do something really dumb, like send packed goons for some kind of decapitation strike against prominent democratic party officials then at that point not only are you going to see everything go out the window because it looks like trump is staging a coup because he is you're going to see the only potential moderating influence on the protests that follow going completely out the window
1: yeah no we're what we're going to see is national guard show uh, there will be protests and then like something like uh An ICE facility will get fully, like, really just, like, bombed or something during a protest. Like, there'll be, like, six Molotovs thrown at it and it starts to actually burn down. Something like that. Live fire from ICE or DHS. Then the National Guard comes in and tries to arrest ICE.
0: Or you get, like, shit where, say, Trump does, like, turn loose pact in some kind of half-baked coup against Gorbachev type shit um, where you end up with, you know, Kaiser Newsom or potentially other like Democratic governors, maybe someone who we totally wouldn't expect doing a Yeltsin on a tank situation. Like this is the kind of scenario where they would be if they go that far with any kind of hankery like this, then they would be throwing the political center to the wolves on the left, there will not be a center within. Yeah.
1: This is the kind of thing where you could see Bernie Sanders standing on a tank from the Virginia national guard, giving a speech on the national mall because the Virginia national guard was mobilized to stop the feds from massacring people in dc something like that you know like this is a situation where shit just really breaks down
0: Yeah, but it also breaks in a way that decisively throws the entire deck to the american left
1: yeah and
0: the main see
1: the the main uh the worst part of that this scenario, though, is that this is the most likely scenario in which the military gets involved. At, like, the yeah. earlier stages. Like, this is a situation in which, like, if there are tank battles around Washington, D.C., the Pentagon gets in the middle and says, like, fucking stop, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like... <laughs> like w- w- like if like, what happens when like an ICE helicopter or a-, a packed helicopter or something is shot down by Virginia National Guard you know
2: or by uh, what was
0: once the such and such combat brigade yeah. like in most other <laughs> scenarios with the, stinger. the only way you're going to get the federal military to really take an active role is if some significant force in any of these different coalitions that happen drags them in like a bunch of keepers like storm a federal arsenal or something
1: yeah they have to storm a federal arsenal they have to actually secede things like that like um in an oath keeper trump situation this could very well happen very fast
2: but, like, but it in would this just one be where...
1: a general deployment of the United States military against domestic enemies,
0: you know. But we're yeah, but where we're looking at this one where if it's Trump keeps power by obvious fraud, does blatantly dictatorial stuff to stay in power. This is a situation where I could see like flag officers talking themselves into saying, you know what, we need to like send some Marines in to arrest this guy because this has gone way too far.
1: Yeah. We could see, you know, like, we could see, like, Marines going to arrest Trump and being stopped by airmen, by Air Force airmen. And then, like, there's just kind of a standoff and no one knows what to do because they know if anyone shoots, then it's all over for the United States, you know? Yeah. And— that kind of situation can be hard to predict. It could also just be a situation where they're just like, "Yeah, arrest Trump," or they're like, "You know what? We're not going to get involved in civilian politics. You talked us out of it, Air Force. You know, um, things like that." But it it really is the yeah. most likely situation in which the military gets involved in the political question. You know. <laughs>
0: Very proactively, Uh as opposed to being forced to.
1: Yeah, being forced to or being ordered to by the president type of thing. This is the situation in which the U.S. military decides on its own to get involved, (laughs) which would would be very bad. But it also is possibly, if it happens fast enough, it is quite possibly the situation in which uh the lifestyle of the majority of americans is maintained the longest like this is the situation in which the social peace could actually be restored in a certain way which is what makes it so scary because this would be the this is this is moving into the empire from the republic in terms yeah. of like roman history you know
0: of this course it could also go if the military sits it out if the situation in the street escalates rapidly enough and if street movements mobilize aggressively enough they take critical infrastructure like you know the longshoremen do something like take over the west coast the west coast port infrastructure for example the teamsters seize the nation's logistics If the street left, which so far has demonstrated that it's at least a half step ahead of everybody else in all these crises, it's is Uh the scenario that's most likely to go full revolutionary. Like it It could end with, like it is the one that's most likely to end with the red flag flying over Washington D.C. and large swaths of the political class being permanently removed from power in one way or another like this would see a permanent changing of the system because you could quite i mean you would have a situation where a president is being forced out by mass action and that mass action just sort of keeps going yeah we could see like the white house
1: stormed by like a combination of like just by protesters and rioters we could see the Capitol yeah, like, building being stormed in this situation.
0: Like where the Pentagon could be sitting around trying to say, Well, maybe we should do a fucking autoturk over here, and then like a functionary comes in and says, uh, Sir, the White House is in flames.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, that kind of situation. And then like the military is like, Well, what do we do here? And they kind of just sit on their asses, they pull assets back to the United States, they try to like do a little bit of martial law, but they're not really sure where to do it and how hard to go because they're not because they don't want to get involved, you know? Yeah, like it, it wouldn't be, it's would not when they it, in this situation it wouldn't be a smooth coup where they remove Trump, they run another election, or even have or even call a constitutional convention. And a new government is instituted that really just answers to the military and is, uh, and takes care of the question, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that this is, this is absolutely the scenario where, like, anything and everything is possible. Uh,
0: um, this, this I... is more likely than Trump. <laughs> this is, yeah. This is significantly more likely.
1: This is not as likely as Biden just winning and Trump going, or Biden winning and Trump being like, I don't wanna. But it's fairly likely. Like, it's pretty damn likely. Like, I would... I would say it's about as likely as Trump winning in 2016.
0: You know, like... (laughs) Uh, I'd say it's definitely more likely than an Electoral College popular vote split, because the same measures that would be necessary to pull that off would also be in play in this kind of scenario. And once you're doing an electoral fraud, it's kind of hard to, you know, modulate how hard the fraud's going to (laughs) hit. Yeah, so...
1: I I do think that, yeah. And, like, in this scenario, it, it can also just result... This scenario can also just be an electoral college win. It's just that it's obviously fraudulent instead of implicitly fraudulent. You know? Yeah. This is... This is not a... It could be a popular vote win, but it doesn't matter if it's a popular vote win. The point is that Trump won the election,
0: and it was clearly a fraudulent way. Exactly. It was, he is retaining power because he did something that's blatantly illegal and obviously unconstitutional. So it would, I mean, he, I could see him and Bill Barr and all the rest of them being desperate enough to go for it. I Even though it would be very unlikely to work out well for them. I mean, more authoritarian and more competent regimes have been toppled by this kind of blatant fraud. So. Yeah. But he also has a lot more support
1: than a lot of those regimes. I think that's important to keep in mind.
0: Oh yeah. It, It will still get. Trump
1: has the almost undivided support of one of the two major parties and about 30% of the population. You know, it's it's not good. I mean, the
0: bi- yeah, I and mean, the biggest thing in our favor is that, that 30% of the population is mostly not, you know, the ones who are going to get drafted or are fit to fight anything mm-hmm. um, yeah, exactly. for an extended period. But this is, if this, I mean, if this scenario happens, if things go full fraudulent, things could also go fully revolutionary depending on how rapidly... Things escalate and exactly to what extent we're talking fraud happens. If we're just talking the dead have risen and they're voting Kennedy writ large, then that's going to get pretty messy quickly. And he'll probably be thrown out by mass action. If it's he goes the whole nine yards and like marshals shoot Joe Biden while attempting to escape or something, then whoo.
1: that would be a uh that would be a a full-on immediate mobilization of the national guards like ooh, that would oh man if he killed joe biden that would be
0: that'd be it that would be over
1: the united states would be over
0: there's no like you can't come back from that
1: <laughs> that 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 kind of thing gets the military involved because the National Guard of one state just bombed the capital of another state. <laughs> like, and then the military <laughs> splits. You know, like I mean, yeah, I can't that's really the kind stress it. Where it's like <laughs> they're like, oh fuck, you know, like California just bombed Arizona in a preemptive strike after their governor mobilized their National Guard. The California National Guard is moving in to occupy Arizona. We need to get involved. And they're like, and like one general's like, hell yeah, let's get involved. Let's help out California. And like another general's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And then it's over. And like, you know a fucking Marine kills Trump or some shit, that would be, like, that's how bad it would get if Trump killed Biden, which I think is incredibly unlikely, honestly. I don't think he's he'd be able to get away with that. It, like, in terms of actually, like, if he tried to issue the order, I do not think it would reach anyone with a gun.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, this would be, if, if shit gets that bad, then you're probably going to see Joe Biden unintentionally being, like, the great martyr who paved the way to the Union of Socialist American Republics or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just thought of... I just... Well, I think I just thought of how he could issue the order without issuing it. Just tweet it.
1: He would. Oh. He would. Yeah, if he tweeted it, that would be... Oh my god! Like, what are they gonna He's do? Like, Take his
0: phone yeah, that away? Would be the
1: one tweet deleted by Jack. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and honestly, at that point, um,
0: yeah, that's that's just that's just came over exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean I think that, and the thing that's important to keep in mind in this particular scenario is it really depends to the extent that Trump, the Republicans on the far right, do shit that eviscerates the only breaks on the center and the center left from saying fuck it, um (laughs) like, we're singing the international and uh, (laughs) marching with red banners here um yeah i mean like this is the kind of situation
1: in which like we would we would see a very weird kind of american socialism or something which would probably be kind of shitty but it would be better than what we got now so
0: yeah The, the, the the
1: only situation in which i see like a kind of like decolonization uh thing happening would be like a total breakdown situation which is less of uh which could happen in this but it's more of like uh if that's more of an oath keeper uh assassinating the joe biden type situation and like an oath, oath keeper uh governors or one where there's just full-on secession of states and then they get, like, bombed by
0: the Air Force and stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's, Uh you know, if this happens, or, you know, for in the event of any of these scenarios, really the best thing to be doing is you should actually be talking and planning with your people now. Don't wait for events to catch up with you already start thinking these things through start asking yourselves are the police department going to let the fascists run amok or not um are there unions we need to talk to that control critical infrastructure are there like specific places that we need to that are like higher priority than others like these are things that you really should be thinking about now and not when the ball drops Yeah, absolutely.
2: And, you know, even little things like... Yeah. Um, And even... uh, And honestly, now is the time to find out little things like... um, What do the police use in your area? Um, The answers may surprise you. Um, I mean, you...
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. uh, I'm not
2: going to advocate for anything here, but it's not that hard to find out basically what the police use and what your local National Guard uses and, you know, who they are. Hell, uh, that's... There's a lot of open source intelligence that you can find in, honestly, you need to find it now, um, rather than trying to find it on, you know, some old local static copy of Wikipedia.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah and this is where you also, get your direct action crews together now. This is where you start getting your spokes councils ready so that uh-huh. on the assumption, it is in any of these scenarios and we've had fun like gaming this out and like hashing this out over the course of months the only consistent thing that is going to make things better for most people is if a lot of americans are ready to take to the streets and seize critical infrastructure for an extended period like it will take a something approaching a general strike for things to not end horribly in any, in any case. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think you guys are um,
1: focusing a lot on like the political and like the, I guess, military aspects of this kind of gaming. But I think it's important to really just start planning uh, neighborhood associations. Um, you need to start planting gardens. You need to learn how to farm. There's a lot of things that this will cause... A lot of these scenarios will cause the collapse of supply chains. It will cause the collapse of a lot of authority. Um, there will be stuff that neighborhoods will have to handle on their own. And I think talking to your neighbors, uh, breaking down fences uh-huh. so you can build larger gardens or um, even like get like a large enough thing to farm cereals or something – what you need to do is you need to start working that now. You need to start arranging uh, organizations that can house people. You need to start arranging organizations where you hook people up with food banks. You hook food banks up with people. Uh, You work on being able to support people. Because and like, in all of these scenarios, at the very least, the economy goes bad.
2: Yeah. I would probably add to that um, don't neglect things like tools, maker spaces. You may need to build one. Absolutely. Um, you, may wa- you may want to get some of the more exotic. Uh, parts for power systems like you are not going to be able to just get a spot welder or BCM or battery charge controllers um things like that you need to start looking for that sort of equipment now and not um not in six months when aliexpress can't ship anything to you um a lot of this stuff has lead times um, and you get sooner rather than later.
1: Absolutely. You need to start, Uh, like, talking to people. Find out who has a 3D printer. What kind of things will people need?
0: People will need, like, dishware, you know? like. And if you're looking at the really kind of difficult-to-make stuff without specialized equipment like, you know, ballistic helmets or body armor, you should already be buying that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. That's
0: going to get in like, very short supply very quickly. In any of yeah, these cases,
1: um, what's what's so actually uh, um, interesting is that it's easier to make a gun than it is to make ammo.
2: Mm-hmm. So if you're going to um,
1: stockpile things, don't instead of buying one gun, buy a thousand rounds of ammo. A, you know, like <laughs> things like that. By reloading, by a reloading tools, you know, so that you can take the yeah. cartridge shells and you can put new bullets and powder in them. Things like that. Okay. If you're preparing for like any kind of combat scenario or self-defense scenario.
0: Yeah, like this is uh, all, you know, forewarned is forearmed. That's why we're doing this thing. And having some kind of plan is better than not planning. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a bad plan, even if it's a plan that you're really not sure about, and it has a lot of ifs and holes in it, it's still better than day after election day, people are in the street and you're like, what the hell do I do now? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And what's most important is just like, making connections between people because you can't do this alone you got to just expand your network like just know find out who people are you don't have to join a group or anything but maybe know someone in a lot of groups you know like things like that it's What we, everyone in America right now has a huge responsibility ahead of them because things are going to get bad. Things are really, really bad now, and somehow they're going to get worse. So you need to step up because there will always be someone in a worse situation than you in your own town. Yes, and the absolute least thing you can do is to just try to improve any kind of situation by doing a little bit of planning, by talking to people, by like finding out what kind of needs people have, and if and even if you can't fill them in any way, at least when you you could. Communicate those needs to someone else. You know? Yeah. Or you could communicate a way to get those needs fulfilled. There's so much every single one of us can be doing
0: right now. Plan now. Like, prepare they're... now. It's not later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. There's there's a reason I've been like harping on, you know, tools and such and it's like, you know, you never know what like, if you've got you know, obscure skills um, and frankly, I do. It's like you need to know that you will be prepared to actually use them when they come up. There's nothing worse than like trying to make a go of it without the system and be missing something big that can keep you all alive. Um, because there, there are a lot of moving parts to society. Um, you can't know everything.
0: Yeah. So, all that said, w- this one is, you know, welcome to the second Doomsday special, twice as long as the last one. I'm <laughs> twice as heavy twice as heavy
2: She's so ah, heavy, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> alright okay <sighs> well
0: this has been Chop Shop Economics
2: yeah We discuss this shit so you don't have to.
0: (laughs) You do have to. You really should.
2: You do have
0: to. (laughs) But you should.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Good luck, everybody. Okay.